0: Duke Energy offers these tips for understanding your bill. Check the number of days in your billing cycle. Most bills are for 30 days, but there are times when the billing cycle is shorter or longer. If there are more days in the bill, it could be higher. Look at average kilowatt-hour uses per day. At first glance, your bill may look higher, but if your average use is similar to the same time last year or in a month with similar extreme temperatures, it's a normal bill. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling 1-800-521-2232. Duke Energy presents Stage and Stuff. Promoting arts and entertainment in and around Hendricks County. Interviews conducted by Peg Glover and Deanna Hinesley. With commentary by Amy Scott and Shane Ray.
1: Hi, I'm Deanna Hinesley and I'm here today on Stage and Stuff to talk about what's going on in the arts and the entertainment world. I'm with my friend, Peg Glover. How are you doing, Peg? I'm doing just great. How are you, Deanna? I'm good. I'm glad to be here today with you and and with our two guests. We have uh, two guests today with us from two sides of the entertainment world. Uh, Jessica Saunders is an artist from Brownsburg. And then we will talk with Tracy Runyon, who is director of the Brownsburg High School Band. So Peg, why don't you
2: find out a little bit about Jessica? I would absolutely love to. So Jessica, tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Um, I graduated from the Heron School of Art and Design in 2017. And when I was there, I um, received a BFA in painting and a minor in art history. And so I, most of my time was studying painting, um, but I also studied printmaking as well. And so those are kind of my two favorite um, ways to work. And um, since then, I have moved um, from Indianapolis to Greencastle and now Brownsburg. And so I've had um, different studios in Indiana for since graduating in those places
2: well that's not very long that was 2017 so that's three years but you've made your home now in Brownsburg
3: yeah Yep, we moved, uh, my husband and I moved there last summer.
2: Well, great. We're glad to have you aboard here. Thanks. It's always exciting when somebody of your talent decides to make Brownsburg, part of Hendricks County, your home. Thanks. And I've noticed that um, you basically have, and, and I could be mistaken on this, but the, the things that popped out to me were you have um,
3: abstracts and fabrics. Is that correct? Yeah. I I essentially have two sides to my paintings. Um, I have two. They're very different series. Um, there's one side that is very abstract and um, it focuses a lot more on the process of painting and also um, with acrylic on canvas. And um, it's very... Um, unpredictable as I'm going and so I really don't know what the painting is going to look like until the very end and so, so do you name it at the end most of the time yeah I, I think of titles at the very end of each painting and then um, so that's my abstract side and then my um, representational side is a lot of oil on canvas very blended out paintings of drapery and fabric
2: and I think that's where I might have gotten a little bit confused when I was reading on your website when you talked about fabric because I actually right. thought you worked with fabric, yeah, but you don't.
3: Right, so um, I make oil paintings of fabric. So fabric is um, a subject matter that I paint a lot. And um, I've had a a few friends ask me if I've made like fabric sculptures before on like a flat surface that then I hang on the wall. Um, But instead I... um, I photograph fabric and then once i make like photo shoots and take a bunch of pictures of fabric and drapery then i'll pull up those images in photoshop and once i find the right image and crop it to the right size then i'll turn that into a painting and i'll look at a picture and then paint what i'm seeing from the picture i'm
2: going to ask you a very leading question here because i'm going to ask you what your favorite fabric piece is and and then i'm going to follow it up with mine if in fact (laughs) they aren't the same so what is your favorite piece
3: Um, I think my favorite piece is, um, it's a piece called Gossip Disguised as a Prayer Request. Oh my, that's one of my
2: favorites too.
3: (laughs) Yeah, um, that one was, it's one of my bigger ones. It's not the biggest, but um, it required a lot more than just looking at a picture and painting what I see. Mm -hmm. Um, I did more work in Photoshop with this painting and I um, cut out an image that was very... um, I would say like man-made like not natural not organic it was very um like cut out like a picture that you would cut out in a magazine or something um and so that one just instead of just looking at a picture simply, I um, took a, a many pictures and then I cut them out in Photoshop and layered them on top of one another to make this painting.
2: Oh, how interesting. Yeah. It, it, it's oil on canvas. However, I've seen it just on your website. I haven't seen it in person. Yeah. Is it really black and white? Is that it? Or was it could my computer, you know, distorting some of the color in that?
3: So it um, it has little hints of blue on the black portion okay. of that painting. And so mostly it is like gray grays, blacks, whites, and um, but then there are some highlights of blue on the left side of the painting.
2: You know, uh, on your home page of your website, you go into um, the emotional aspects of what drives you. So I have to ask you, what was the emotional aspect that drove you to create this Which
3: I love the name too,
2: Gossip Disguised as a Prayer Request.
3: Yeah. Um, I was actually, so this is something I do often. Um, I'll be listening to like a podcast or music or, in this case, I was listening to a sermon by Matt Chandler. He's a pastor in Texas with the the Village Church. And he was just talking about the the power of um, words. And it was something that he said in the middle of the, the sermon and he said, um, you know, God hates gossip, uh, especially when it's disguised as a prayer request. And that just really stuck with me. I mean, I personally felt convicted in my own life. um, But I've also just I know um, that that's just very true with um, the people that are closest to me in my life that they felt the same way. And so that's where I got the name was from listening to that.
2: And what about the structure of it?
3: So it looks like it's A little bit white
2: on one side, a little bit dark on the other.
3: Yeah. So um, that, again, throughout the process, it was kind of figure it out as I go. And um, I took pictures of this very um, silky black robe that I have. And then I took pictures of um, white cotton sheets that were laying on my bed. And so once I took pictures of both of those in different settings, um, I put the pictures in photoshop and i pulled them and i um cut out just different parts of the pictures that i really liked and put them together to make this shape um i'm not really sure how i decided on the shape it was kind of just i was editing it and that just evolved that that's way. what it looked like the more that i developed the composition it just felt right and it felt balanced and I so
2: the the two different colors then were like prayer and gossip
3: yeah yeah you could say that
2: Okay, yeah well, maybe that's
3: just you know uh,
2: you know an art lover's interpretation,
3: yeah, I definitely once I was um in the middle of that piece, I definitely felt that you know the dark side resembled gossip, and then the the lighter side is um, you know a prayer request and a time to talk to god and and how people can just morph those together so often and so, yeah.
2: Well, let's go to the next one that I absolutely adore. It's Dopamine.
3: Yeah, that, I almost said that one. That one and Gossip disguises as a Prayer request. Those are my two that I um, love the most, mainly because Dopamine, that's the one that I've worked on the most in my entire career. Um, I've probably worked on it close to about a year, and um, it's the biggest painting that I've made as well. Well it
2: certainly is beautiful. One Thanks. of the things that I noticed when I looked at your work is that uh, you you talk about fabric but it almost appears as if it, there's movement in there as well.
3: Uh yeah, I I really try to I mean my my I'm really attracted to fabric just because it has a lot of different um meanings and kind of symbolism where two things exist at the same time like it can um Symbolize isolation or it can symbolize intimacy. And I felt like with dopamine, because um, I used a lot of cool colors for this painting, um, that for some people that might um, resonate with them is a very cold place. Um, but then once they look at you know how the sheets fold over one another. It can and once they step back and see the whole painting, it can seem like a very welcoming and warm place and very comfortable, safe place. And so I really like how those two um, aspects like coexist together with that piece specifically.
2: One of the things that I was very curious about is um, the Masterpiece in a Day program in Fountain Square. Yeah. I saw pictures of that as you as well. It looked almost as
3: if you were doing something along those lines. Am I mistaken on that? or So for that competition, um, I actually... Uh, it's my abstract approach, and so I didn't do an oil painting or anything related to fabric. Um, that one was really interesting because I had brought uh, my air compressor and paint and, and water, and I was basically, instead of using any brushes, I used an air compressor to push around the paint and to make different organic shapes based on like compressed air moving it and not like a brush.
2: Oh, that's pretty interesting. So when you're doing these abstract paintings, so you don't really have in your head exactly what you want it to look like. Unlike your fabric pieces, right?
3: Yeah, with my fabric pieces, there is a lot of planning. Um, sometimes I'll have a title beforehand, and um, other times I'll, you know, I'll make photo shoots. I'll set up a still life and then I'll take pictures of it. And whereas with my abstract approach, um, it is very go with the flow. I have no idea what it'll look like. I I'll know what colors I'll want to use, but other than that, that's about it. Yeah. Well, one more thing I got to throw out there that
2: I just found to be so exciting is the 2019 Hoosier Women Artists. Tell us about that.
3: Yeah, um, I actually, so the 2019 Hoosier Women Artists Contest is a competition for all the women that are from Indiana. They can submit up to one piece for consideration and it's put together by the indiana arts commission and it was established i think in 2008 and so um everyone every female artist from indiana can submit one piece and um, i think this year they said about 200 people submitted works and then they had to narrow it down to 39 and so the top 39 paintings or drawings or photography or whatever um, they were selected to hang at the state house for one year
2: is it still there? Is it?
3: Yeah, it started. Um, we had a reception on March 27th, and so I believe it'll be up until oh, next so, March. Okay, yeah, that's good. What's the name of this piece? So this piece is called Desire, and it is my biggest abstract piece that I've ever made.
2: <laughs> well, that's really exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. Thank and, you. Um, Since
1: I don't know about, much about art, I let Peg the lead here but I can see the emotion that you're speaking about in in the um, in the pictures that you've done thanks the paintings and so um, it's interesting to me to see how the folds of those fabrics um, reflect the the shadows between the folds that's amazing to me
3: thanks yeah it is um drapery is just something that i can dive into and i can, i enjoy painting it it makes a lot of sense to me and it's something that i can get lost in for hours and mm-hmm. it's it's something that i really enjoy
1: well, thank you for being with us again today. Yeah, um, thank you so Jessica. much for having we, me. We appreciate
2: that. And we learn something from each guest that we that we have, don't we, Peg? Oh, we sure do. And before we go, we want to let our listeners know where they can find your work.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, if you're on Instagram, my username is jessicasaunders.artist. And then my website is www.jjs-art.com.
2: And I think one other thing that we did not um, bring up yet is you do commissioned work as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. I've had um, a history of doing custom paintings or drawings and different portraits like that. I took a
2: look at that, too. I thought Pongo was particularly fun. Yeah,
3: that's my sister's dog, and I love him to death. (laughs) He's great. (laughs) So you seem to have your hand
2: out there a little bit in several different uh, avenues to get your work out. Yeah, I try to. (laughs) Well, that's great. That's really great. Thanks. Well, um,
1: we appreciate Jessica being with us today, and we also appreciate that we have with us Tracy Runyon. And um, so, Tracy, we're glad to have you with us and hear about the exciting
4: news that you have to tell us. Thank you very much for having me here today. Uh, Myself, Chris Catholic, the other band director, John Mark. Uh, We're very excited that um, we have been chosen to perform in the 2020 uh, Macy's Day Parade in New York City.
1: That is exciting news. Um, I've seen it on the news and um, on Facebook and (laughs) lots of places. The community is very excited about this. Yes. Well, I wanted to ask you, you're a graduate of Brownsburg High School, aren't you?
4: That is correct. I graduated in 1988. Okay. Uh, I was teaching when I first received my degree for four years, two years in Tell City and two years in Yorktown before I came back to Brownsburg Ah. 23 years ago.
1: Was that always your goal to come back to Brownsburg?
4: It absolutely was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. We're glad to have you here. Glad to be back. Glad that you stayed. it's quite a large um, staff of band directors that you have there at Brownsburg High School, isn't it? You mentioned John.
4: Yes, we do. We have two other directors at the high school. Um, Joe Vrebeck was with me for many years as my former band director. Uh, he retired a few years back, um, and we had a great establishment in the band program. And then when he retired, we brought on board Chris Catholic, um, who was originally from Carmel, Indiana, and had been out in Broken Arrow in Oklahoma for a few years and wanted to come back and where we were able to bring him back to Brownsburg. And uh, since that time, Chris, myself, bring on John Mark as a percussion specialist. um, We have have really done great things with the program, and it really pushed the envelope of excellence with the students and the community. Well, that's great. That's great.
1: So as far as the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, how did that all come about? Did you have to apply for that? We do.
4: We applied um, for the 2019 uh, Macy's Parade. And when the selection committee got together, they emailed us and said, sorry, we were not able to take you this year, but please reapply for 2020. And typically, that's not the response you receive Ah. if you don't qualify. So we thought we should reapply. So we did. And sure enough, we were selected for the 2020 parade. Um, You have to send in a sample uh, video of the work that the students have done in marching bands. So we took one of our performances from Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, It was Bands of America Indy Regional. Uh, we've been very successful at that event, made finals at y- this past year. Uh, so we took a copy of that and then had a resume put together, had some recommendation letters from Jay Gephardt, Director of Bands at Purdue University. Uh, we also had a letter, letter of recommendation from Richard Salcedo, former Director of Bands at Carmel High School. Each of those groups have performed at Macy's as well. So getting all that information in together and the the depth of our work uh, it really impressed the panel at Macy's.
1: Well, having the recommendation of other band directors that are local, I, I would think that would hold a lot of weight.
4: It does, especially with them having performed in New York um, in the Macy's Day Parade before. Uh, they're very well-known across the music world, uh, and it was great and an honor to have them write that recommendation letter. It was,
1: yes. Well, uh, when you uh, found out about this, well, first of all, how long did it take? How long did the process take from the time you applied until the
4: time you learned that you? So the second time we applied, um, the the applications were due by February 1st, 2019. Um, So then we were contacted late March. That we were selected, but we were not able to tell anybody until the official <laughs> meeting. So that wasn't until April, mid-April, when they came in and presented it to the school, the community, and the students. They had a big celebration. Uh, brought in a couple of people from New York, flew in. Wes was a gentleman oh. from Macy's. Um, they flew in and they they invited us officially at that time to be a part of the Macy's parade. It
1: was kind of hard to keep that under your hat all that time wasn't it (laughs) it was very
4: difficult very difficult but we were excited to do it sure
1: and then what was the reaction of the of the student body or the uh,
4: it it was a great reaction the kids were very excited seniors it was bittersweet uh, because this graduating class 2019 even a graduating class of two thousand twenty twenty, 2020 will not be a part of that Um, so it's kind of bittersweet that but we wanted to make sure they understood that we would not be where we are without them. They were a major reason why we were selected because of what they had done. Oh, good. And so they were passing it on to the,
1: the future generations. <laughs> They've set a standard, haven't they? They absolutely have. Well, yeah. that's that's good. But you have some younger students that are coming up that didn't even know about this when you first started applying.
4: That is correct. And I've spoken to the current well, 8th graders this coming fall. So I'm not sure they still understand exactly what we're going to be doing. So we're going to be having meetings here in August to talk about Macy's and start talking about the trip and what that will be.
1: Well, I wondered, um, so will you be doing some fundraising for throughout this
4: next year we will be doing uh, some fundraisers to help the students raise funds to be able to go on the trip Um, this is a trip that we want to make sure every student can participate in that are part of the marching band our typical trip years that students would like to participate they can uh, but this is kind of a really big honor um, worldwide you know this is televised all over the world so we want to make sure every student has an opportunity to be able to participate so the current booster program is working right now on developing fundraising programs of what we would like to do to help raise the funds for that
1: Well, I think that the whole uh, town of Brownsburg will be behind you on that. I hope you get lots of local support.
4: They are always very good and always willing to step up.
1: (laughs) So how many students will be going?
4: Currently, we have around 200 students in the marching program. So that could stay the same. It could grow a little bit more. We don't know at this point because (laughs) we're still a year away from people making probably a a true commitment that they're going to be going on the trip.
1: Yes. Yes. Um... I assume parents will be going as chaperones.
4: We will. We'll be taking parents that would like to go. Uh, This is a great way to see New York. Uh, Yes. We take charter buses into New York. They drop us off at the door. They pick us up at the door. We never have to worry about parking. Uh, (laughs) They they take us around everywhere. Um, The schedule will be full. We tentatively... We're planning on leaving Monday before Thanksgiving, um, doing some things in New York, visiting um, Ground Zero, Freedom Tower, uh, visiting uh, Rockefeller Center, uh, Broadway, doing a musical, also going to see the Rockettes at Radio City Music Hall.
0: um, And then,
4: of course, obviously, Macy's Day Parade. Uh, We will go in the day before the parade, and we actually will have a rehearsal that evening. It could be midnight, could be... 11 p.m. We don't know, but we'll actually go where we'll per have our TV performance um, and then we'll practice that on the spot, grab a few hours of sleep, and then I believe okay. we'll be lined up ready to go for the parade around 5 a.m. Wow. in the morning. Wow. So it's a lot of hurry up and wait, but we'll mm-hmm. be happy to do it.
1: So when you rehearse, that'll be actually. On the spot where you'll be performing for the TV cameras. That then? is correct. That okay. is correct. Yeah. Okay. Along
4: the way, we will probably start preparing around March of 2020, um, having mm-hmm. rehearsals. We'll actually set up what the stage will actually look like, and then we'll start putting the show together. We actually have on the TV spot. There's about a minute, 15 seconds that will be live on TV. That will have a separate performance other than the parade music that we will do.
1: Okay. So that is the, my, is my next question then. The songs that they'll be playing, will they be songs that they already know from other performances they've had throughout the year? Probably
4: or? not. It'll probably be new selected music. One thing that Macy's really liked about our program is the uniqueness of it and what we do, and they want us to keep to that theme. So we have not selected music yet. We're in process of putting out 2019 fall marching right now Mm -hmm. so once we get well into that then we'll start the planning stages for macy's 2020
1: okay do you bring props
4: they would like us to and we probably will
1: (laughs) okay (laughs) that's a lot of transportation
4: (laughs) it it will be for sure
1: I uh, would assume that some parents would want to go just to watch the parade, too.
4: Yes, we're going to have a meeting on Tuesday, August 27th at 7 p.m. in the Brownsburg High School cafeteria, which will be the temporary cafeteria um, in through door 15. Um, If there are members of the community that would like to go, um, we will be offering that as a possibility to have a fan section go on the trip as well. We'll be working with a company uh, called Music Travel. They do all of our trips. They're located here in Indianapolis. Uh, They're all former band directors. And so they help organize and prepare and take us on the trip. And they do all the worrying where we get to just focus on the students and the performance of what we need to do.
1: That's wonderful. So it won't be Brownsburg High School buses that will be taking you there. Definitely not. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty nice. A very prof- professional way to go. And, it is. Uh, it's very plan.
4: comfortable. Um, it's about a 13 hour drive. Ah. Um, and so, you know, they have the DVD players on them so the students can watch movies as they travel. Um, and of course, it has all the Wi Fi on the buses. And they're very, very, a lot of room uh, so the students can be comfortable as well as the parents. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, um, I was wondering have you ever personally been involved in anything this big?
4: I have not. This is this has been a work in progress for a while. Uh, we've applied for Macy's over the years, and uh, we're not selected. This is our year that we were, so we're we're very excited about this. this. is a parade that I always wanted to do, being at Brownsburg, and I think the the students will have a great time.
1: I'm sure they will. Um, I would think that many of those. Students would never have been to New York City before.
4: That is usually the case. It's Mm -hmm. usually of our high school trips that we do, it's usually the favorite one um, that they like to do. If we are not part of Macy's, we typically do the Philadelphia Thanksgiving Day Parade, and that's about every four years that we do that. Um, And so we typically go to Philadelphia, perform there, and then head to New York for the remainder of the week. And so during their four years in high school, they get to go to New York one time. And uh, that's always a a, a crowd favorite. I'm sure it would be.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that you will get uh, local support, and um, so we're all looking forward to it very we much. We are
2: looking so forward to this. Perhaps you can tell us how we might be able to follow you. I mean, it's pretty much given that we're going to see you Thursday, November 26th, on TV with the Macy's Parade. Do you I know there were nine bands that were invited? And you're one of those that are going to perform. Do you have any idea where you might be in the lineup? We do
4: not know that as of now. So okay, we, is there
2: a way we can follow you on that? Is, are you going to have anything online? or?
4: Yes, we have a website, www.brownsburgbands.com. Um, you're more than welcome. We'll have links up that will provide information. The school corporation, which has been wonderful in support for the band program, they will be um, posting information as they find out. Um, as soon as we know the lineup, we will get that out to the community so that they'll know exactly best estimate of what time frame it might be. That might happen so we'll let everybody know as soon as we
2: find out oh this is just great fun it's going to be really fun on my thanksgiving morning to be able to follow this well we know how to find you and how to follow you and i was just wondering jessica Sanders, since you're still in the studio if you could give us some idea of where we might be able to find you in the coming weeks i understand that garfield park has a, a show for you coming up
3: Yeah, I will have some work. Um, The Garfield Park Art Center is having their first um, color exhibition. It's called Blue. And so it's featuring um, artwork that is focusing on the color blue. And so I'll have a few pieces there for the month of June. And then I'll also have a few paintings on display at Lo-Fi Lounge in Fountain Square for June.
2: Well, that's terrific. I would love to see your, uh, your work in person. I've only seen it online. Do you have a studio here where you display?
3: Um, I have a studio at my house. I don't have a space in Brownsburg other than where I am at home. Yeah.
2: Well, Deanna, this is just so much fun to be surrounded
1: by such great talent. It is. Lots of variety today, and um, I love hearing about this. I'm going to go back to your roots a little bit, Tracy. What is your instrument? What is your band
4: instrument? Uh, I I play saxophone. Ah, okay. That's good to know.
2: Were you in a jazz band?
4: <laughs> I absolutely was. Are you still? Yeah, I still love to play when oh, I get the opportunity. Great. is there a place
2: where we can watch you play?
4: Uh, not of recent. No, I've been a little bit busy right now. But um, Tom Abelleben, who lives here in town, um, he's had a big band. And so I have performed with them. And I know they perform around the area. So yeah, any chance I get to play, I love to take advantage of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we'd love to hear you sometime.
2: Great, <laughs> we sure would. It's so much fun that we have so much talent right here in Hendricks County, and um, I know that you moved in, Jessica. That that was you moved in, so you're not a native. From Brownsburg, or are you?
3: Um, I am originally from Middlebury, Indiana, which is like by Elkhart and Goshen. So you're a Hoosier. North. Yeah, I'm a Hoosier. You're yeah, a Hoosier. Um, and I lived in Indianapolis um, in Speedway for most of my college career. Yeah,
2: but, I was just in Speedway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Five hundred. Oh. And you, of course, are a native. From,
4: I am. I grew up from here in Brownsburg. Brownsburg. Absolutely.
2: Well, you've seen it explode, haven't you? I sure have. Yeah. It's been such great growth. It sure has. It, uh, that's why I came back to
4: Brownsburg. It's a great community, great place to raise our kids. We have three in college now, and
2: it's just been great to be back. Oh, and see, Brownsburg, so supportive of the art community. Yeah. And that is so vitally important. Oh, absolutely. It improves everybody's life. It absolutely does. It sure does. So, from from your youth,
1: you were in music, and Jessica, from your youth, you were in art. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's great to have you both with us today, and uh, we appreciate the time you've taken with us. And uh, we will see, we will see, uh, and talk with the, our guests again next month with a surprise guest.
2: Well. Wow. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Thank you, Peg. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy Deanna and Jessica. Thank you, Thank you so Tracy. much. Yeah, and Jessica, it's been great.
0: Thank you. This has been Stage and Stuff. Interviews conducted by Peg Glover and Deanna Hindsley, with commentary by Amy Scott and Shane Ray. This program has been presented by Duke Energy on WYRZ. Duke Energy offers these tips for understanding your bill. Check the number of days in your billing cycle. Most bills are for 30 days, but there are times when the billing cycle is shorter or longer. If there are more days in the bill, it could be higher. And if you have a smart meter, check online to see if a daily usage analysis tool is available. Smart meters collect usage information by the hour, so checking spikes throughout the month, by the day, and even the hour can show what appliances and behaviors are increasing your bill. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling 1-800-521-2232.